0: Shut up and sit down. Hello, and welcome to Futures Focus. This is a podcast brought to you by Prospects Fifteen Hundred. My name is Alex Sanchez, your host for today. And joining me today, I actually have a special guest for a very special episode. Um, You'll notice David Gasper not here again. Um, That's because we're going to be talking about Bowman 2022. And we have Max Arterburn on from Prospects 1500. Max, thank you for joining us. Are you
1: pumped to talk about Bowman? I'm very pumped to talk about Bowman. Kind of stay in the same state as, as David here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, was like, I know nothing about cards. You guys handle this one, yeah. so uh, we'll take it. I think it's a really good time for this because, again, you know, with the season sort of starting now, we have a lot of small sample sizes, not a huge amount to, like, you know, I don't want to change my rankings too much and stuff like that. So Bowman seems to know what they're doing. They released, uh, you know, this, uh, tomorrow. tomorrow's the release day, right? May f- uh, 4th?
1: May, yep, May 4th.
0: May 4th, the 4th be with you. They are taking a Star Wars theme. I love it. Um, so we're going to get all into that. The checklist, who you should check out. Um, it's it's an insane release. We're going to get right into that. Um, so stay tuned for, for basically a Bowman special here. But um, before we get into the Bowman, Max, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the news because we did have, actually have uh, kind of a big news day of call-ups the last couple of days here including MJ Melendez, who is going to be making his debut as we record right now as a designated hitter for the Kansas City Royals. A little surprised to see him up. I kind of just uh, assume that, you know, something would have to happen to uh, Sal Perez early for Melendez to get called up because he really wasn't doing that well in the minors, um, hitting 167 with the call-up. So I was a little surprised, but I'm super excited to see Melendez. I mean, we're talking about a guy that hit over 40 home runs last year in the minor leagues, and uh, we're going to see what he can do right here in the, the designated hitter. Um, another call-up, Juan Yepes, who seems a little overdue. I mean, he's been mashing in the minors in, for a long, long time now, and he was actually off to a, a very good start for AAA Memphis with eight home runs. And a 280 batting average. He's going to get the call up, although it's not technically his first um call up. He actually uh did get called up for the wild card game, if you recall that, but he hasn't actually had a regular season debut. So we're gonna see that as well. Um so those two guys, Juan Yepes and MJ Melendez. Uh, what do you what do you think about those two getting called up, Max?
1: Yeah, Melendez is up um because I believe Cam Gallagher, right? He went down with an injury. Yeah. So mm-hmm, they, yeah, the yeah. You know, so he's he's there, kind of to to DH and be the backup. I don't think it's going to be a full playing role for him, but it'll be really good to get his feet wet there and see what. he
0: And another call up I actually wanted to mention with this was Jose Miranda also getting called up for the Twins as the Twins have a huge amount of injuries they're dealing with here with Miguel Sano. Um, and Kyle Garlick uh, heading to the injured list. So Miranda also gets called called up. He was a big pop-up prospect last year who just kept hitting and hitting and hitting, made his way up to A, And uh, we're going to see what he can do as well. So Jose Miranda, um, another one to keep an eye on. So yeah, big call-ups there. Um, a couple other call-ups lower in the minors. I know Dave would be excited about this. Sal Frelick gets the call up to Double A. So that was your... Uh, your draft pick from last year, first rounder, gets the call up already to Double A is pretty impressive. Um, I, you know, I, I'm sure David likes like a little bit more than I do, but this is impressive to see for uh, for a, such a big climb already. Um, you had Blake Walston, who is the lefty for the Arizona Diamondbacks, got the call up to uh, Double A. He's going to be one of the youngest pitchers in Double A. Um, in all of the minor leagues. And he's exciting. He's been striking out a lot of hitters down in in high A. It was uh, definitely not the right stop for him. Um, So very excited to see those. So Max, anything to add about those three names that I just mentioned? Jose Miranda, Blake Walston, or um, who was the other guy I just mentioned? Uh, Sal Freelich.
1: Yeah, Blake Walston is pretty impressive that he – Uh, was able to get to double A so quickly after um, starting at at high A this year, um, being at low A all of last year. Um, That's nice to see them moving him up quickly. Uh, Jose Miranda, um, he's not a great power bat, I don't think he's going to end up being, but he's really good at contact. He hits the ball with enough authority to make it as a major leaguer. Um, And I think by the end of this year, he'll solidly be the second most famous Miranda in his family. Um uh and then Sal Freelick, he's more impressive than Garrett Mitchell by a long ways. And I think it's he's Whoa. past him already on the organizational depth chart. Um and I think he'll probably make it to the majors faster with him already moving into the double A.
0: Wow, that's uh I like that. That's a, that's a hot take. I, I maybe it's not a hot take. Maybe I just am, was Too low on Freelick and too high on Mitchell. But yeah, I think they're very different players, but that's a, it's interesting to see. Mitchell's has fallen off a little bit this year. So Um, we, uh, with the good of the promotions also come the bad, we had some guys sent down and now it wasn't necessarily because of poor performance. Although all the guys I'm going to mention, save for Clark Schmidt actually did have quite poor performances but it was because of that 28 man down to 26 man rule that came into play just a few days ago so um the big one was josh Lowe being sent down to triple i was very sad to see that although again to be fair Lowe wasn't really off to a great start he did hit his first home run which was exciting to see and it kind of seemed like he was coming out of that slump that he was to start but he's down in triple a we'll have to wait for him uh river san martin or san martin i guess is how i should pronounce it if i want to be correct is also being sent down now he was off to a horrific start he was giving up six seven earned runs every start out um and then that that surprising one was clark schmidt who got sent down to the yankees now he was off to a very good start coming out of that bullpen for like a multi inning type of role my guess is that he's probably being groomed to be a starter because uh, his stuff is just ridiculous and um, he's finally kind of putting it all together albeit a little later on in his career but Clark Schmidt good to see as well so of those three what do you think uh, who do you think is the first one back up San Martin
1: Josh Lowe or Clark Schmidt I, I think they'll give Josh Lowe time to get right in the minors I, I really think that uh, Clark Schmidt's probably the next one up um, whenever they whenever they need uh Whenever they feel like he's stretched out enough to come back up and make a a spot start, I think he'll do that. And, of course,
0: it is, uh, you know, I sent this tweet out um, the other day. It does seem like Bobby Witt and Julio Rodriguez are starting to figure out things. Bobby Witt's actually on a 10-game hitting streak now. It's pretty much been, like, one for fours, but still, (laughs) that's pretty impressive. Julio hits his first home run. Um, It was a blast, too. It was a, uh, a no doubt. He he definitely <laughs> relished that moment. If you saw the highlight, so good to see those two. Uh, Torque's been uh, cooled off a little bit. He got the day off the other day to kind of get right, but still three home runs for him. So the elite guys are doing just fine now. I think we they're going to be um, kind of going on to the, a hot streak here, hopefully going forward. And then of course we have Adley Rutschman, who is uh, pretty much going to be up in Triple A, I think, pretty soon. Um, he got shift back up to double A. He was not fair for him in single A. I don't know if you saw some of his stats, but he was like just killing the competition. So we're going to see Adley really quickly too. So just exciting to see that. Um, really the only other guy now is Riley Green. That was the one that, you know, was going to get the start to um, his progress is going to obviously be shut down a little bit with that uh, broken right foot. But, you know, um, keep an eye. Don't forget about Riley Green as well. Um. All right, Max. Anything to add to that? I mean,
1: uh, what do you? you I'm well, sure you weren't
0: worried about the, those elite guys, but it's
1: fun no. he was, was leading the mi- leading the majors and stolen bases too. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's he's definitely coming around. Uh, the last week he's hitting well over 300. I'm not worried. I was never worried about him based on uh, all the peripheral stuff around his profile, but um, it, it's it's coming around fully now yeah
0: yeah exciting
1: to see poor kelnick
0: though that kelnick is not not coming
1: around no, no, I, I tried to find some silver linings in his in what he's done yeah. um and um there's not much yeah i don't know anyway
0: um let's move on I, i'm excited i i there's a lot of news great stuff fantastic stuff but you only get bowman released You know, well, three times a year, I guess. But the big one here, 2022. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Max, and then I'll I'll let you kind of dive into your project that you've been doing over at the site with the the previews. But as uh, I'm not a obsessive, you know, uh, all in on the card industry, but I do enjoy it quite a bit. I'd say, you know, very much above average when it comes to card collecting. And in the past, The one that I always go to is Bowman draft. Like if I'm going to pour my money into a bunch of cardboard, it's going to be Bowman draft. And that comes out at the end of the year. But this release has me rethinking some things because to me in the springtime, Bowman is, it has, you know, that, you know, the number two or number three overall pick in the draft that didn't make it into uh, Bowman draft the year before maybe one or two names, but this is insane. Can you tell the listeners why this release is so insane?
1: Well, the depth. There's 130 or something like that. uh, First Bowman cards. Um, And that is deeper than any other release that's not called Bowman Draft. Um, And it's really even a few cards deeper than Bowman Draft the last few years. I think that was about 120, and this is like 130. That also includes the retail autographs. Um, but yeah, it's it's very deep. That's the reason is the depth. I mean,
0: it, it does seem like this year they they did like a audit, if you will, on some of the players that were like, oh crap, we don't have first bowmans <laughs> on these guys. Um, like a Dustin Harris comes to mind. Uh, yes. George Valera comes George to mind. Do you think that was an intentional thing or is it just, we just happen to kind of have a perfect storm here where a lot of people just are getting their first Bowmans now?
1: It, well, George Valera, for sure. We, we know he had cards produced in 2020 that he never signed for. Um, and then uh, some of these other guys, it, it was, it was kind of the, um, the short draft in 2019 where they didn't know what they were doing, I don't think. Uh, the, sorry, this was draft in 2020. They didn't know what they were doing with that, with that release. Um, and then kind of the 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 boomerang effect from that, um, like Dustin Harris, 2019 drafty, wasn't in 2019 draft. And then for 2019, 2020 Bowman, they didn't mm. they didn't get the the depth of the check, the same depth of the checklist for Bowman Chrome, which is where you see a lot of the the guys from the 29th the previous year draft they didn't get.
0: Let's go, let's go back uh, a little bit here. I just, I'm just, I was so excited. I wanted to hear kind of your thoughts on the release itself, but let, let's talk about you a little bit and your experiences when it comes to card collecting, what you're into. Um, you're obviously writing for the site here exclusively with the hobby um, so why don't you tell us like why you enjoy it so much what you're excited um, to look for what how do you collect are you doing breaks are you buying boxes are you are you just telling us what to buy eBay singles like go over your uh, hobby
1: uh, love so how I come into collecting is I've always been a collector but I came into collecting back from my dark age when we had little kids um, from a uh, from a, a prospect perspective and from a player perspective is where I ended up Um, and really when that came about in 2017 2018 that's when breaking became really popular was starting to become really popular Um, and really player collecting following prospects that's what I've always loved doing Um, I've I've, I was born in New Jersey grew up in Michigan and live in Wisconsin so I'm not really a team guy Um, So it's really just following individual players that that is my thing.
0: Yeah, I think um, I'm on Twitter a lot. I don't remember who said this, so I apologize. The chance of them listening to this is probably pretty low anyway. But uh, just in case they are, um, is that people can't, if they're not in the hobby, they can't understand why we're into baseball cards. But it's not so much that we like the baseball cards is we love the sport. And this is just another means to access that sport. You can watch minor league video and minor league games, and that's one way, right, to see these guys that that we really enjoy. But seeing them on a, a baseball card for whatever reason, and seeing them autograph, and getting their stats, and even just reading their little Bowman scouting report on the back is just another way to access the sport. And really, minor league baseball, unless you're, you know, you you happen to live in a minor league. Town, like there's really not a lot of access to it, so I always, you know, I thought that was a good way of, of pointing it out, it's just another means to get our hands on prospects and and baseball in general. And um, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. In fact, I want to touch uh, on that topic next on some of these prices that these cards go to, but just it's just again another way to to enjoy the sport. Um, so let, that does bring me to my next question here for you. Um, so. I got into the collecting about 2018, 2019, right before the pandemic hit. And at that point, I feel like, you know, it was growing steadily, but nothing too crazy. And it was very easy to do anything you wanted to get cards. And by I mean by that, you can join a break for a decent amount. You can go to Target. You could go to your local card shop. You could go on eBay and you can get what you wanted for a very reasonable price. And of course, we had the Pandemic. And for whatever reason, that exploded the card industry. There's lots of potential reasons why, no doubt. But it got to the point where it almost like pushed me back out of the hobby because I couldn't go to Target. Um, And if I did find a box, like I had to fight people, (laughs) like people were like (laughs) literally choosing violence to get cards. And then these breaks are just like insane prices. And I couldn't even submit To PSA took me literally a year to get my cards back and all of the fun was getting sucked out of the hobby. Then we beat COVID in a way, mostly. And now I feel like the hobby is in between of where it was pre-COVID and then at the height of its boom right now. But again, you're the expert. How accurate was kind of that synopsis of what I just said about the card industry, meaning that before the pandemic, it was at a, you know, a, a low, I guess. And then now we we a super high, and now we're someplace in the middle. And then, where do you think the future is moving forward after we get back to all of this normalcy?
1: But you you synopsized it pretty perfectly. um it it was it was at a low. and then it absolutely exploded tenfold during the pandemic. Um, it became harder to access uh, various avenues of the hobby. like it and for me personally, it, it really led to me, really specifying myself to player breaks and finding sites and and whatnot to find those player breaks um, because everything got expensive and it's still expensive it hasn't really gone down it keeps going up um, uh, as far as the future fanatics is looking way looking at ways to get product uh, more direct to consumer um, now it won't necessarily be prices that are pre-pandemic um, but it will be at prices that will be able to access by, you know, normal people. We hope. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's the hope. I, I, I agree with you. I think we just, it just was so hard to get the cards for a second, you know. And um, I didn't want to be that person that stood in a line in Target at, you know, 8 a.m. in the morning. It just seemed so ridiculous. And I didn't want to be the guy that paid twice as much for what I could get it for at a retail spot, you know, $40 for a $20 blaster, et cetera. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about then Bowman 2022 again, uh, explain a little bit to our listeners what you've been working on the last couple of weeks. You've, you've really put out a lot of content on this um, and the amount of work and detail you put into this is extraordinary. So um, I think, you know, if you could share a little bit about the process and what you uh, undertook here at the site.
1: So I, I chose to um, take the first edition checklist, which we got at the beginning of April, uh, and break down every first Bowman prospect from that checklist. Um, and then I discussed with Scott how we were going to do it in three parts. Um, the third part being the the uh, autograph only subjects, which which Tops always does. Um, and so that's that's kind of how we we went about it. Um, and tell you that it, it's really hard to find information on some of these guys, but uh, I did my best.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you did like a, a risk in a ceiling thing. Can you explain a little bit about what that means? And if um, are we talking risk in terms of like um, buying the card or are we talking about risk in the player just falling off? Like be a little it, bit specific on what you it, are it, doing with
1: that. Risk in the prospect, risk, overall risk of the prospect so if a if a prospect is in the DSL um, and then inherently it that player is a ten risk. Um, or if they're playing really well in the DSL, that might bump them to a nine, but they're not going to exceed much of that because they've got to prove it against better competition. Um, and you know, college bats who haven't uh, played much in the minors, that's that's a much lower risk than a ten. It's a probably a seven or eight depending on where, what conference they were playing in and whatnot. Sure. I guess I was also thinking that you could
0: potentially say, like, how much is this card going for now? And, yeah, you can take a guy, like, I think one interesting example is Tatis, Elijah Tatis, Fernando Tatis's brother. Right, yes. In that his risk as a prospect is, like, obviously a 10. Yes. But if you buy his card, you know, how much are you paying for his first Bowman auto right now? I mean, we don't really know the prices there, set, but let's say, you know, it, it's at twenty dollars or something like that. Then the risk isn't that high. But as if you flip that and you take somebody like George Valera, who essentially you're going to have to pay a grip ton for that first Bowman auto, I'd imagine when it settles down. And yet his risk is is still pretty high to actually make it and, and get your money back. Um, so did you ever think about anything like that? Um, I know it's a little bit more like statistical base, but what are your
1: thoughts no, no, on that? No, Because because I really can't predict prices. You know, I, I can't I can't I can I can take a guess, but it it's more it's more um more quantitative to base the risk in something that's real with that being the level. Um so so a guy that's made the majors is inherently a lower risk but at the same time if he's just going to be a role player forever then we can still call the ceiling really low and you can see kind of what i'm getting at when i'm when i'm saying that he's not a good player for the hobby you know
0: yeah you're absolutely right the ceiling i think is a is kind of i guess that's baked into that in in a sense as well. Um, All right. One or two more questions, then we'll take a break and we'll get into the specific players that we're excited for to go chase. Um, And that is that the pitchers versus the hitters uh, and the amount of hitters that is included is just um, amazing because that's who we want, right? If you look, and it's been this way for years, right? The, the pitchers are much less, value than the hitters so um again do you think this was on purpose do you think bowman is like okay people are not buying our pitcher first bowman's let's just flood it with all of these guys or is it just a random occurrence
1: it's got to be on purpose it's it (laughs) there's no way you you put five five prospects out of 89 in the base set being pitchers and the rest all hitters um and the pictures they put in there are either high ceiling or high floor. It's it's they didn't put any bad pictures in there. It was they did a really good job. Um, there's a few in the in the autograph checklist. They're a little iffy, but but the the base checklist they're all good. All the pictures are good. Um, and what are you what are your thoughts on that? Is that a good thing? It it some people like collecting pictures. Um, so it's always good to have some of them in there. But as far as maintaining value of the prospect of the product is always going to be hitters that 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 uh maintain the the value of this of this product and 2022 Bowman will have staying value for a long time because of that.
0: Yeah, and then uh what do you think about the price right now? Um I'm I'm looking at some, you know, I my my really only method to get into Bowman is to get into breaks. Um I just don't feel like buying a pack or two at my local card shop is a very effective means of doing it i also don't want to spend you know however much a a box is going for right now which is what uh, what is the box going for
1: uh a lot i I don't i haven't even looked at it because i know i'm not buying any
0: yeah so again this
1: is seven seven hundred eight hundred something like that Um, Um, Jumbo and something like that it's a little bit lower than that for hobby i think yeah which is.
0: i mean this is Typically the cheapest, you know, one of the cheaper ones when you especially compared to draft. But um, so when I look at the breaks, uh, I'm looking about, you know, one hundred dollars for a random team. I'm a big random team guy um, because, you know, I don't I I like my Braves, but I don't want to pay up for them. And so I like to just get random prospects here and there. Um, It's not for everybody. But what do you think about the prices that you're seeing out there right
1: now for like uh, for the breaks? Um, really, I I think, I think they're still too expensive. Um, it's players that I, that I think where the value is, is going to lie. Um, find your players you like pay up for the pay up for the expensive ones. If you, if you can afford them, um, or go into like one case player breaks, um, if you can find them and yeah, they're, they're out there for sure. I like those a lot. Yeah, it makes it. It makes it a lot more. The, the more you, the more you slice down the break, the easier it is, and that's the whole. The easier it is to to access, and that's the whole point. Of breaks is it makes, it makes, the the products more accessible.
0: What are your thoughts on spending up? You you kind of just mentioned that spend up for the players that you want. Do you think it's is a, is that a good idea? Let's say you know George Valera is out there for. A- you know, a hundred and I don't know what it's going to be, but $120 or whatever for uh, seems like a good deal, but uh, let's say, you know, you're over a hundred dollars for a Valera card where he hasn't even really had success in double what a, what are your thoughts on doing something like that?
1: Yeah, there's always, <laughs> there's always a risk in spending a lot of money on a player. Um, but it, it's, if you really like the player, it, it's worth it. It's always going to be worth it to take, take, take the risk where you're comfortable taking the risk. That's the whole thing about the hobby is that, um, as long as you're getting some Chrome cards uh, and you're happy paying the price you pay, then you know you're happy no matter what. yeah, I think
0: that's that's where I'm falling into now. I mean, if I could find a nice I really don't care about it being an eight box break, and I know that's a big selling point to a lot of the people probably still listening to this right now. Um, but if I can find a two case break or even like you said a single case break, I'm into that or finding the good values like i I, I made my first purchase. Um, for Bowman 22, a uh, Dustin Harris, I got a Chrome for like three bucks. So I was like, that sounds good to me. Throw them in there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you're going to, the thing is if you, if you do this enough, if you try to just do it for one or two, you'll, you'll probably lose. It's almost like Vegas, right? But if you can yep. try to like hedge your bets, um, you're going to come out on top a couple times, um, and it'll make up for those losses. So, the the one I have, for example, is, um, I bought, a Bryce ball uh, and a Michael Harris and the Bryce ball has gone down, um, you know, half, <laughs> um, which sucks, but still he was on my braves and it was a collection, but the Michael Harris card has gone up literally about four times what I paid for it. Um, and there's a win. So, uh, exactly. the more you get, you know, you're going to win some, and you're going to lose some. And the beauty is that we don't really know. <laughs> it's so random. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'm already into so many players on uh, in this checklist.
0: <laughs> yeah, fact,
1: let's get into those
0: players. I know that's the exciting part. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into his, all of your favorite ones to go and chase, the overrated, the underrated, the ones you've probably never heard of that all of a sudden you're going to pe- spend $300 for, <laughs> which is, that's the Bowman life. So uh, again, the Futures Focus, we'll be right back after this. we're back future focus here with you my name is Alex Sanchez Max Arterburn is with me and we are going to discuss all of the players that we can in, uh, in about the next 15 20 minutes or so and uh, let's just start with that part 1 again you mentioned that this is the first edition checklist um, i'm still i'm still kind of in on first edition i don't know your thoughts but um, i like it i still think like they're they're good values to have um,
1: i I don't know. What are your thoughts on first edition? I I think it's a great idea. Um, It's uh, the the way it ended up in 2020 and 2021 is that um, the price is kind of aligned um, just under Chrome cards. Um, So say you have a a first edition Dustin Harris and a Chrome Dustin Harris. Eventually, that first edition Dustin Harris is going to be about 80% of the Chrome. So there's still retains. Quite a bit of value, um, but um, it, it's a paper card. It's harder to keep in good condition, and it's not chrome. That's that's the downfall of, of first edition. But I like it because not everybody's in on it to start with, so it's easier. Like I've said, it's easier to access first edition than than it is the the main chrome cards.
0: Yeah, it sneaks up on you for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good point. I mean, I uh, if you can get a really good conditioned. First edition and then get it graded you're you're definitely going to make some some of that money back um but yeah like you said they're hard to do all right so looking at this checklist here um there's just so many names that i like <laughs> um we've talked about uh Zdeni raffaella for the red Sox uh just the other day here he has a first bowman that i'm sure uh is is on the rise um we talked to Elijah Tatis a little bit. I think we're avoiding that one. But Colson Montgomery's is interesting. Uh, John Kenzie Noel is in here. George Valera. Um, let's see who's here. I mean, there's just so many names. Oswaldo Cabrera is not a bad one as a Yankee. Max Muncy. Curtis Mead is in here. Dustin Harris. Um, so those are the ones that caught my eye. Um Anybody that, uh, I mentioned that you really want to highlight as somebody to, uh, go and chase,
1: uh, all of those guys are, are, um, you know, they're selling for quite a bit already. Um, uh, Dustin Harris is, we've already mentioned Dustin Harris a bunch, but he's probably the best value of those guys right now. Um, Colson Montgomery, um, hasn't done a whole lot yet. Um, so he his value might soften, which would be good for him to go after. But right now he's still very pricey. Um, and uh, let's see.
0: How about Trace Mead is Curtis Mead. I'm I'm trying to look up some of his prices right now. Oh, Curt
1: Curtis Mead. Curtis Mead is is um yeah. You'd think he he'd be the type of guy who doesn't have a lot of plus skills, but is. Above average everywhere, where it would be um somewhat affordable, but um it's not it, yeah. it, uh, nobody they, they, the, the 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 Bowman collectors are pretty savvy so what do you think the most uh correlation is
0: between a list? I'm assuming like there's got to be a correlation between a, a list and the prices. which list do you think people are? going off of the most when it comes to these, these prices. Cause Curtis Mead, isn't like a top 50 guy. Um, and, you know, if on baseball, you know, pipeline, I don't, I don't, I'd have to go look at what he's at, but what, is there a list you think that is like
1: the golden rule? I, I don't think so. Um, not many of these guys are even on any top, whatever lists. Uh, Curtis Mead is one of them. Tosh Bradley is another, um, Ellie Cruz <laughs> Is another one Um, Khalil Watson and James and not even James Wood isn't even on any, any of those top hundred lists yet. Um, but uh, there's not many. So people kind of look at, I think people kind of look at their teams and look at um, who on their teams is, is in the checklist. That seems like they have really good potential and they just go really hard after them. So,
0: and then what about the fact that like the Rays eh, are so good at developing players? Do you think that comes into it as well? Because I don't think the Rays fan base per se is the one driving up the prices. So is there something to that potentially?
1: Definitely the case. Um, yeah. They, there's a reason that uh, uh, there's a reason Wander Franco got all the hype. Well, Wander Franco was always a super prospect, um, <clears throat> but Vidal uh, Vidal Brujan People people saw his stuff um you know it being a ray that he was going to come um be the next big thing. But uh, he hasn't quite yet. Still has some potential down in the minors. But the uh, the rays has something to do with it. Um they're one of the one of the systems like the rays and the mariners um and the uh, guardians, they they all tend to develop talent pretty well. Mm-hmm. Man, I
0: went over to part two and I was excited for part one, but um, <laughs> I think part two is my favorite because these names to me are uh, there's there's some value here. Like as a Braves fan, uh, Makai Backstrom um, didn't know he had a first Bowman. Uh, I have to go get that now. Um,
1: that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, look, look, what, look what looks like a, a lock to make the majors at some point in some capacity. So yeah yeah so yeah.
0: though i i I had you know actually was been looking for backstrom for a while, and I you know never showed up um, and now there he is, but the the names on this one, man, we're talking like potential top ten prospects l a de la Cruz definitely has the tools to do that, yeah. and um, I know you said he's not on a lot of top one hundred lists, but um he should be <laughs> if he isn't on your top one hundred list, then I think you're doing something it's wrong.
1: Ellie, James Wood is not. James yeah, Wood uh, also. To seal, the moon is the ceiling for that guy. Uh, so he's got. That's what you're looking he, for, yeah. So,
0: yeah. Um, but Eddie's Leonard, Jorbet Vivas, Dodger prospects. You mentioned Khalil Watson is on this one. Um, Henry Mendez is a fantastic young prospect there for the Milwaukee Brewers. You have um, who else did I see here? Um, so Winsky actually just got the call up to the big leagues. That's an interesting one. Matt Frazier has been an underrated prospect as a Padres guy. You have tons of Padres. You mentioned James Wood. Um, you have Yuri Angeles, um, who did get traded to Oakland, but um, he's interesting. Valenzuela for the Padres. Uh, Lizaraga, who I got to see live. Uh, I know, yeah, he's
1: Lizaraga's been really impressive this year. He's, he's only 18 all year,
0: and he's yeah, he is he's got work to do. Um, He's very raw, but man, uh, to be where he's at right now um, is, is pretty impressive. So um, Joshua Baez, I love down there in St. Louis. I mean, these are some potential superstars. (laughs) So who do you like the best
1: out of those guys um, moving forward? Well, all those guys, but my favorite, uh, my favorite that you didn't mention was Jose Ramos. Um, His he he's a high risk prospect, but he hits the ball really hard a lot of the time. Um I, I and he's a really good defender too that'll keep his value in the system. Uh and I I think he could be a 35 home run bat if it all pans out um and hit for a decent average and at least a solid right field. So I, I think he's got a really high ceiling too.
0: Man, there's just so many players. Like if you get the pirates in a break, you have like Seven different players you could get.
1: Yeah, my my favorite of those is the 19 year old in High A, which is Michael Escoto. Yeah. Um, he he a- he's got a lot of power, um, a lot of power, and he's in the middle infielder for sure. Um, he needs to all come together still. He's was definitely challenged by that High A assignment. At one point, his slash line was 170, 170. 520 earlier this year so <laughs> the power was there and nothing else was so at that point we're like ah uh, okay let's let's wait a little longer and see how it goes <laughs> any other names here on
0: part two that like let's get to the the bargain bins now um that's that's what i like to do because yeah uh, you too. know like you said we don't want to spend some of us at least don't want to spend 300 dollars on khalil watson just for it to become a you know a 400 card with so much risk that he just never makes it. And then you have nothing. So what are some like lower guys here that uh, you don't mind taking a chance on maybe spending uh, 10 to 15 bucks on an auto? If you know, they'll get down to that price and eventually maybe not the first month or two, but eventually a lot of these guys will come down, especially with so many, like I feel like they, they will come down. So Um, any, any diamonds in the rough there you want to talk about here in your part two section.
1: Yeah. um, Justice Thompson. Um, justice Thompson was, a, I uh, I think he was a third round pick, fourth round pick out of, uh, North Carolina last year. Um, uh, he was a Juco transfer, um, showed some really good prospect. some really good contact skills there that was kind of raw, but, um, he, he made it work and, um, he, he's got really good, almost five tool potential and he's the center fielder. Um, so he could be like a 2020, 2020 player. If everything clicks, um, that's, that's, a uh, that's, that's very nice. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, yeah. Give me another name. Uh, Felix Valerio. I, I don't think that's really a deep cut, but, uh, uh, and there's a reason that, um, that his cards are cheaper right now is because he doesn't have a lot of power stealing, but he's really likely to make it to the majors and he's really likely to be a solid hitter at least. Um, So he's a floor play um, and one that's probably worth taking the risk on for what he's going for right
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. David has introduced me to him quite a bit. Um, I'm looking right now on eBay. I got a justice Thompson first Bowman auto here for uh, $10 with 26 minutes left.
1: Very nice. That's nice. Yes, that's, yeah. that's definitely worth it.
0: And I, and I, you know, this is before the release, okay? So you have to assume. Uh, what do you think? You know, if you buy it the first month versus four months from now, how much lower do you think these cards go? Um, or do you think they're going to kind of stay the same?
1: They, there definitely will be a drop. Um, it's, it's usually twenty to thirty percent lower. Um, now. <laughs> on opening day it's a lot lower and there's no there's no data to glean from the the first day of release but like the first week prices it'll drop it'll definitely drop 20 to 30 percent um and that's just for normal performance in the miners obviously if a prospect heats up his prices are going to go up.
0: right so if i want to buy this justice thompson card um how long do you think i'm I'm waiting you you mentioned like a week or two uh what where's that sweet spot do you think if you had to guess
1: uh yeah probably two weeks two Two weeks weeks is probably where you want to start jumping in because then because after after a bit of time um the supply will dry out and um the demand will just stay steady
0: yeah yeah exactly and then also like you said it's one thing to get hot for a week or two and you might see a slight bump, but if a prospect does stay hot for the entire year, then then you just you've lost out, right? That that, that price yeah. isn't coming back down. Yeah, Thompson
1: was actually a sixth round pick.
0: Good so knowledge. he was for,
1: he was, $10. He was
0: Now I might not end at ten dollars here with like twenty minutes <laughs> left, but dang, that's a, that seems like a really good price. Yep. For uh for a day before the release. And uh, this Mackay Backstrom card is looking all right too for me. It's uh, <laughs> very few people. Yeah, love that, yeah,
1: Backstrom. Backstrom has power, but um, it all has not come together yet. Yeah, oh, um, he's not making
0: it. I mean, there's like a one percent chance that he actually <laughs> makes it, but I still, I like to think that he will. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's let's head on over to your part three. Um, also, uh, as I move over there. Uh, when am I going to get my Hudson head first Bowman auto? Uh, what's what going on? I, uh, he was an in inception last year. I got that for you. I know those are good prices too, but I want, I just can't believe I, it's my one guy. I, I mean, all of
1: his, all of his cards in Bowman, but I personally have a red refractor of him. Mm, I actually don't have the red refractor. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm into him, <laughs> but, uh, but, no, I, I don't know when we're going to see him. Probably when he gets to double A, really, is when they'll start looking at putting him as an autograph.
0: I just don't get it. Like, there's so many lower names than him. Because he is – I mean, he wasn't – he's not a nobody when he got drafted. I don't get it. Whatever. That's just me. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, part three here. Um. I'm going to get my hands on uh, a James Triantos at some point. Um,
1: he's a redemption –
0: Oh, he's a redemption. Perfect. Nobody wants to have a redemption. They'll sell that to me for half the price.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, he's he among the among the auto only subjects. He is the highest ceiling of those, um, and I would say the most desirable. But I don't know what the market on Matt McLean will be because he has the highest floor of any position player in the draft. Yeah, I feel.
0: McLean's so interesting because you'll see people that will put him in the top 60s and say, you know, they're going, they're probably ranking them based on that floor. And then there's other guys that are punishing them because of that floor saying like, yeah, this is like Dansby Swanson at, at best case scenario type of thing. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see the career path of McLean And then of course his his Bowman as well. Um, who do you like here in, uh, in your third, your part three, what do you, you got? Brian Acuna here. I see. Um, I, I would
1: do my, I would say the best pitcher in the pros- in the product is is where I'd go here. Tosh Bradley, he's a he's a, he's a top hundred prospect. Um, he's got uh, two potential pitches that are plus or double plus. He's performed extremely well throughout the minors. Um, he's in Double A at 21, so it's all up arrows for him. And he's in the Rays system, who. Uh, regardless of how you think they use their starting pitchers, they're really good at developing.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's some other nice pitchers here, too. we got Randy Vasquez for the Yankees and Adam Mako for the Mariners. Um, two organizations, like we were mentioning, that seem to uh, develop prospects at a, a particularly good rate. The Mariners, especially with their pitching prospects, um, they've been coming on. I mean, there's a, they've got a lot of pitching prospects. And, and Mako, as you say here in your... Uh, right up, very impressive stuff. He's off to a good yep. start. Um, and then Randy Vasquez, as a Yankees pitcher, um, closer to the big leagues than I think a lot of people realize, uh, is a is a very good yeah. He could, I'd imagine too.
1: They they could use him in the in the in the bullpen this year for sure. So
0: <laughs> Brian Acuna, what are your what are your thoughts on him?
1: Well, um, it he's nowhere near as bad not as bad bad is a bad word he's he's nowhere near as far flung of a prospect as Elijah Tatis but he's he's very far away he's a he's a J15 from this year um and he, uh he's gonna be in the DSL this year and it's hard to prove anything in the DSL all you can do is kind of pass fail um so we won't know a whole lot even after this year. It's just a long road. His, it, It's hard to know exactly where he is, but it's not going to be the same as Ronald Acuna. Um, he might be better than Luis Sahel. We don't know yet.
0: I just, uh, let's see. I, I see uh, one going for $132 right now two. with one day left for great first picture though, man
1: looking yep. solid it is we 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 once we saw his name we know we knew just by the name he's going to be selling for too much
0: yeah too much um yeah not not a lot of win-win there because um i mean you're basically banking that he turns into his brother which is
1: yeah. i think he's brother... he level too so any yeah. break you buy him buy in on him it's high risk it's high risk on top of high risk it it's it's not He's not a good player to, to do a break for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't even like chasing players. That's why I like the random because there's um, – chances are I'm getting a, a team that, you know, has a bunch of players in the product now. Um, and even now, a lot of those breakers that if you have a guy that – you know, a team that has one or two, they're combining them. So you get two teams. Um, and, you, you know, you have a great chance – um, and really, this year there is not a lot of bad teams to get. Like, I, if as long as you don't do like 30 random breaks and you keep getting the same team over and over again, I, I really like the random um, for this particular year. Um, what are your thoughts on going random, or do, are, are you going to try to chase those guys and, and get those breaks that uh, with the pick your team?
1: Yeah, that's kind of the funny. That's kind of the the fun part of collecting is that. You can you can collect however you want. Um, the the random is a, is a fine way to go about it if you if you're not after specific guys. I am always after a specific guy, um, so I only do player breaks. Um, and uh, even though the pick my team, I'm gonna get you know if I if I pick a team like the Tigers, it's only Roberto Campos. Um, if I write if I get if I get the random, it's only Roberto Campos, and there's not really much else. So when I'm looking at a pick your own team
0: and let's say it's the Marlins, right? Um, what do you have? Let's say it's a, you know, I should, I should look up some, but I also don't want to give away free advertising (laughs) to some guys. Uh, You guys got to sponsor us if you want some of that advertising, (laughs) but, um, let's, uh, I'm just going to put some numbers out there. Like the Khalil Watson first Bowman going for, uh, you know, an insane amount. I'd imagine can't really go again by these prices, but, um, when you do that, and I'm like from your experience, are you hoping just to get the player, like the base, or are you maybe paying a little bit more because I'm a, I feel like you're paying more than if you would have just bought the card raw? But are you okay doing that with the chance that you get the parallels?
1: Is that why you yeah, do it? That's that's the benefit of the break is if you buy a team, specifically the Marlins, if you go with the Marlins you're going for it for Watson, right? But if you don't get the Watson, you, you still have a potential at uh, Brady Allen, who is okay. Uh, he's got a he's got a debut still, but but um, he's okay. And you get Chrome's of Ian Lewis. Ian Lewis is a really good prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that, so you get more than just Watson.
0: Here's a, here's a nice Khalil Watson uh, gold shimmer. Auto for uh forty five hundred. Not bad. Yeah, that's uh that's a lot. And I don't even <laughs> see any on eBay right now, like base autos. There's like nothing. Yeah,
1: there yeah, he he's got the, the old KW KW signature. Um his autograph looks like it's pretty sloppy.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, and then as I'm looking through
0: this, uh I see Bowman University. What the hell is Bowman University? Is this like football college kids now? What are we doing?
1: that's uh yeah that's <clears throat> that's football that's uh that's uh nil stuff
0: interesting yeah i haven't heard of any of these names i'm like they're just popping up on my ebay searches here
1: that's okay, it's guys who were either i i don't know a lot about it um yeah. it was either guys that are just secure. been drafted or
0: guys that are still in college yeah i'm down to do a college i mean with the way that college athletes are sort of being you know being paid now why not do bowman college football that would be a lot of fun to get first bowman of these these football guys man
1: yeah yeah i i i follow football i don't collect football at all no
0: no (laughs) same here but i i might start if you, you if bowman did a crossover there i'm not gonna lie it's interesting Uh, a little different, though. A little different, I guess. But um, anyway, let's get back. Yeah, get back to baseball. All right, let's 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 go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, give me your top three guys that you're going after um, as we head into release day tomorrow that you're going to do whatever you can. You're going to get those bots, go on those websites, <laughs> scour <laughs> eBay. Who are your top three yeah. guys? Regardless, you can go to bargain deals. You can go to guys that you m- might have to pay a pretty penny or somewhere in between. What are your top three? Like, I just got to get these guys.
1: So me personally, of the guys that I have not mentioned yet, because I I do have pieces of Ramos and pieces of Escoto, um, that uh, the three that I would name are Warming, Bernabeu, and uh, that's one that's a little more expensive, but I'm still I'm still into him. Uh, and the second one would be um, let's see here. It? $81
0: for a, a warming Bernabeu. <laughs> not bad with a day left.
1: Yeah, yeah. I already mentioned uh yeah, Justice Thompson looking good, I'm telling you. <laughs> Justice <laughs> Thomas. I, get that. Justin Justice Thompson. Yeah, he's he's uh he's he's one to he's he's one to keep an eye on. Um he's not hitting for power right now, but he has power. So it, it's 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 very sleepery.
0: Yeah, it's very I don't have to deep.
1: take out my mortgage to afford yeah. it. That's what I like about it.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you said uh, you said Valerio was your your second one.
1: Uh, Valerio. Um, yep. Those two, Escoto and Valerio. Uh, I have. I am. I am into a 50 case break on their Chrome. So, um, I'm very much into those guys. <laughs> um, and and warming Bernabeu is is a little pricier, but um, he's got really good contact skills and his contact skills by way of hitting fly balls. Uh, and he's only 19. So that could be power, could be power. Um, and then one last one that I'll say, um, is Jackson Churio, does not have autographs, but, um, another brewer, uh, only in the DSL, but, he could be plus across the board, five-tool player, one of only a few five-tool players on, on the checklist. So he, he's one to watch too.
0: You know what I, I thought was such a good plan was like go and get Bowman draft stuff now, but the prices, man, they're they're staying kind of the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, a pricey one too. It's not. Yeah. He's not going to be cheap.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, Max, thanks for coming on. Uh, You're going to cost me some money here now because I'm getting all back into this stuff. But um, if there was a release to waste, well, it's not waste, but to spend smartly some of our money. It's definitely Bowman 22. It's a fantastic release. So, uh, hey, good luck to you on your pools. If you get something, uh, you got to share with us so we can kind of live vicariously through you. And because I don't know if I can afford to, to chase some of those. Khalil Watson's of the world, but man, I hope somebody in our group gets it because that's, that's fun, you know?
1: Yeah. It'll be, it'll be really fun to just start watching all these 2022 Bowman breaks come out and, you know, see, see where the, the super line. Oh, um, yeah. Do you have a super factor? I don't have any right now. No, no, me either. <laughs> never got one. I'm waiting. It, I, I've, I, I've pulled one. I pulled a George Springer back in 2016 um it wasn't a bowman but no top scrum um that was really it was i still remember doing it so it's definitely memorable that would be awesome
0: all right max all uh
1: that's gonna do it for us here again
0: it's kind of a special episode talked a little bit of prospects at the beginning but yeah it's bowman release day we are definitely you know that's part of our our draw here at prospects 1500 is not only prospects but prospects on cardboard so we um, hope you enjoy that. Follow Max. Um, he's going to be your your guide if you if you want to get into this, which it's complicated. But don't worry, you'll learn really really quickly. Um, that's what um, my experience was at least. Was like I never got into it because these parallels didn't make sense. These numbers. Uh, what do I want? What do I get? But if you have somebody explaining it to you, it, it does actually make a lot of sense really really quickly, and then you have a whole lot of fun. And the, the great thing about the industry is that you don't have to spend thousands of dollars you can still have a lot of fun um even if it's not bowman just picking up a blaster at target for 20 bucks which you should be able to find nowadays or even going on ebay and and picking up a pack i mean you can get a pack of bowman 22 i was seen for a six seven bucks uh, it's not the end of the mm-hmm. world it won't set you back too much but i've seen blasters for 40 bucks not too bad either i mean it was worse it was worse a few months ago so
1: it definitely has been worse. They have been dropping sporadically, um, dropping blasters on Walmart, and I'm sure they will be on Target soon. And they haven't been super hard to get, as long as you get it, as long as you get in, get them into your cart and buy them within an hour of them dropping onto the website. There's there's places on Twitter to find to to find people that that tweet it out when they drop, you know. So it's yeah. it's it's not that hard anymore.
0: Yeah, I I just I I'm. I just don't want to see that person going into to target and then buying a bunch of them and then reselling them for twice the price. I want that out of the industry <laughs> of the hobby. Okay. And then I want to be able to just go to target, grab my hairspray that I need, or you know, my shampoo and then on the way out, pick out a box. That's all I want. <laughs> simple, simple life. And then I'll join a break when I get home. All right. <laughs> Future focus, Max Alderburn with you again. My name is Alex Sanchez. We will come back with you. David Gasper hopefully will join us next week. So stay tuned for that. Future Focus is out.